Hey, hey, super gluer, welcome back. I am so excited to talk to you today, my friend. Welcome to the Super Glue Podcast. If you are like me, you have so much going on. Hey, fellow super gluer, we are here to get real, share a morning prayer, and gear up for a kick ass day. So, hey, if you listen to my episode on picking yourself back up, quite literally, I talked about a fall that I had after running into a door and sort of back-to-back incidents that sent me to the eye doctor. What I didn't share with you is since then, I've been waiting on an important doctor's appointment that had to come as a result of that big series of episodes. So here's what happened. I fell on Saturday, I guess it you know would be three weeks ago by now, and that prompted me to get in to see the eye doctor. And I was like, all right, that's it. You know, I've reached my mid-40s. It was a good run, but I need contacts. And I go in there and the doctor tells me that I have 20-20 vision. And I'm like, no, I don't. Something is wrong with me. I just feel a little off balance or I just am not seeing, you know, completely clear. So don't worry, um, you can still ride in a car with me. I'm not driving around like without my vision. I actually see very well. I do, like most people my age, need little readers. And that was certainly confirmed. I definitely need the readers. Okay, not a big deal. But what came up, oh my goodness, in this routine appointment was that I had something called Drusen. And the quick summary is that Drusen can sometimes be an indication of age-related macular degeneration, which can usually onset in uh, elderly people or or even, you know, as early as age 65, but as, as late as 75, 80. So someone my age would not normally see Drusen um, in their retina. And so it, oh gosh, you guys, it was just not fun waiting, let me say. Um, so Mark and I, you know, we we prayed a whole bunch and my mom flew up for my appointment with the specialist. I'm so grateful for that time. And I am so happy to report that, praise God, prayers were answered. Uh, I do have Drusen, but I don't have age-related macular degeneration. It's possible that the Drusen will get worse and that my eyes will progress into something more serious. But guess what? There are treatments. And with treatment, there is hope. And so I left there feeling a lot better. But in the weeks leading up to that, and I talked about on the po- on the podcast that we were waiting and we, you know, we were really having to go back to our prayer life and really praying together and, you know, just really being ready for whatever life would bring us um, and whatever we might hear in that appointment. But in that process, you know, I, I was just reminded guys that Literally, things can change in an instant. And what we were reading about this particular Drusen, and I I saw the pictures of my eyes and everything, so I knew I had it, but I kept thinking like, okay, hopefully it's not too bad. But what we were reading is that if you have age-related macular degeneration, there is currently no treatment for it. So what happens is over time, you lose your eyesight and, um, oh gosh, and I just, you know, the thought of losing my eyesight. I mean, oh my gosh, could you even imagine? Like it was just, you know, a lot to take in. Right. And, um, and to know that there really isn't treatment for it, there's no cure for it. So when I went to the doctor, good news, good news. Uh, thank God for advanced medical science. There are apparently a hundred clinical trials happening right now. And some of them look super promising as a way to uh, provide treatment to patients 
who do progress to age-related macular degeneration. So, oh, thank God, even if it gets worse, and it may, it may not, but if it does, then there there can be treatment um, that wasn't once there. And the doctor said, you know, you're young, and by the time this would progress to anything um, in terms of really losing your vision, it would be, you know, 10, 20 years down the line. And by then, the treatments will only be even better. So he said, he literally said, you are not going to lose your sight. And I was like, oh, praise God. I, I, I mean, oh man, I tell you what, the morning of, I was super nervous and I just kept holding onto my cross and kind of rubbing it and praying. And I was grateful to have my mama with me. And I just, you know, it was like, whatever it is, we're going to get through it. And um, I just have to give a big shout out to my amazing husband because I mean, oh my gosh, y'all, we definitely went to worst case scenario. We allowed ourselves to play that out. And we were like, okay, if this is what's going to happen and I lose my vision eventually, this is, you know, we're going to face it and we're going to do it together. And so today I really want to take some time to focus on gratitude not just for me, but for each of us, because a thankful disposition every day can be challenging, but it certainly does, oh my gosh, help us to carry on, to hold on. And when we get stuck in this negative funk, you know, it it really can put us in a place where we're not seeing all of the great things around us. And for today, I'm going to say, I'm super grateful that I can see. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm super grateful that I fell. Remember in that, if you listen to that episode, I was like, I don't know what the meaning of this is. And I was saying to my girlfriend, what's the meaning of all this? And, you know, and I kind of left that episode saying, maybe sometimes there isn't meaning, but oh my God, if there wasn't meaning, you know, and I didn't realize when I recorded that episode, I really did not know what the meaning was. But when I went to the specialist and I heard, you know, you, you caught this early, you were able to see it early and I and now I take these special vitamins and I'll do this little test weekly to monitor progress and hopefully there is no progress or progression. But anyway, all of that to say that, you know, it was like a big wake up call. And I guess, you know, I when I fell and I and I was so bruised up and so banged up. And you just wonder like, oh, why do I have to go through this crappy, yucky stuff, you know? And and our, our brains often take on the negative bias. We definitely do. We, we can definitely get stuck in a negative funk because things around us are changing constantly. But I just want to highlight for us the importance of gratitude, the importance of each one of us waking up with a wake up call. You know, like we don't have to wait for something major and big in our lives to happen for us to have a wake up call to say, thank you, Lord, for my eyesight. Thank you for the ability to walk. Thank you that it is easy for me to have access to food. I mean, there are so many things you all, if if they were taken away in an instant, we would regret not having gratitude for having them in this moment. And so I have really dedicated this week's podcast to gratitude. And I know that We've talked a lot about the importance of appreciation and setting up appreciative environments in the workplace and in your home. But I want to just give you a couple of things to think about. And uh, I know I'm I'm feeling super grateful this week. And by the way, the weather is phenomenal. Oh my goodness, I'm super grateful for some sunshine as well. And I think, you know, more the more that we can pause and just give thanks to things that we may not even notice that are going well. Uh, we're definitely going to be able to lift ourselves up 
So first and foremost, um, I want to talk about scheduling a time to give thanks. And I know that sounds so silly, but I just did this this morning. I literally mapped out my calendar for the next 30 days and I wrote down places where I can just pause, not necessarily daily, although daily would be wonderful, but to give myself little spots within my schedule um, that I'm going to do nothing. And in those nothing moments, you know, whether it's a 20 minutes that 20 minutes that I carved out or 30 minutes kind of planning ahead, really literally quite literally scheduling it, but sitting down with a journal and really engaging in those moments of gratitude. So I guess my challenge to you is to, to carve out some time, literally look at the next month ahead and Hey, if you can do it every day and you can get down a little bit of gratitude journaling every day, go for it. I think right before bed is a great way to do that as well. Um, I don't always do that because I end up, I have a thing we laugh at my family. I always say I hit the wall and that me <laughs> literally like, I don't mean I literally hit the wall because knowing me, I could literally hit the wall. Um, but, but, it, but it's like, it's a way of me telling my family, like I'm done. I got to go to bed right now. So the problem with me, prayer and gratitude at night is I just end up falling right asleep through it. But um, schedule it, carve it out. And, and this one I really love. This other tip is around a uh, quote, writing thank you notes. So I had a friend of mine years ago say this to me, and I, I remembered it just recently with everything I was going through is that we ask God for so much. We ask, 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 and we're supposed to, we are supposed to be asking, praying and asking. But when prayers are answered, do we go back and write the thank you note, quote unquote, you know, do we, do we kind of stop and say, all right, Lord, I'm going to write you a little note right now and tell you, thank you. And I don't literally, well, actually in my journal, I might sometimes write a little thank you note, but I mean it in my mind. Am I stopping and, and going back to everything that I was asking for and giving thanks for those things? But you may also want to do this for a colleague. Text are great because, you know, those are quick ways to send notes nowadays, but letting people know that you're thinking of them. So my challenge to you on this one is to pick out three people that you are going to write a little text to. It could be a it could be a handwritten note, but I think for me, I know it's a lot to ask. But three people that you're going to text today to tell them you are grateful for them and give them one reason why. So three people, one reason why you're grateful for them. And that's my challenge for you. And then the last two are celebrate Thanksgiving every day, right? Like we go around on Thanksgiving and we say what we're thankful for, but that's a that can be a part of your culture in your workplace. It can be a part of your culture in your home. We all need to stop and say it and say what we appreciate each other for. And finally, be present. Meditation can help you to stay present. We've talked a lot about that, but we know that what we focus on grows. Oh my gosh, I'm going to say that again. What we focus on grows. And when I was in that season of waiting in the last couple of weeks and not sure if Quite literally, I was going to lose my sight, you know, in 10, 20 years. And I was thinking like, oh, it makes me so emotional. I was thinking like, I want to be able to see my grandkids and I want to, you know, have a full life. And you start to get super anxious, right? What you focus on grows. And I reminded myself to go back to the present that in this moment, I can see. And in this moment, there are so many gifts around me and whatever it is that we may or may not face in the future as a result of this would be something that we could handle because we have our faith and our faith is exactly that. It is faith to lift us up. So I'll just invite you to be present. And Romans 8.28 says, and we know that 
for those who love God. All things work together for good. Oh, oh my goodness. For those who are called according to his purpose. So when I was, when I fell and I was mad and I was frustrated and I was disappointed, I could make no sense of it and no meaning out of it. I'm now in gratitude over it. And I will say that my clumsiness, oh my gosh, you know, my clumsiness, it's a thing. I'm so clumsy. And, and I don't want anyone to be scared to get in the car with me. I'm not, it's not that bad, but I almost have like a natural bit of clumsiness. I've always been clumsy. And then now I think, you know, if I don't have my little reading glasses on and I, you know, trying to do something up close, I'm just a little more clumsy. But that clumsiness is exactly what got me to the doctor. It forced me to go. I was like, oh, I'm going to wait. You know, I just kept waiting on taking care of my little eyeballs. So oh, on this day, let's get ready to bow our heads and pray. Father God, thank you so much for working all things for good. Even when something happens and we don't understand it, we can't find the meaning and it makes no sense and we're incredibly mad. Lord, I know that you are working in the background If we ask you to, if we come in communion with you, if we invite you into our lives, Lord Jesus, I know that you will turn all things for good. We just have to ask. We have to be plugged in. And so thank you for the last couple of weeks in which I felt complete love from my husband, from my parents, and from a few tiny few friends that knew, Lord, I feel so grateful to know that no matter what, you would be there to lift me up and take care of me. And I'm so, so grateful for that. And I ask that for every super gluer here, that you will lift them up. You will shed light over them. You will help them to see that all things work for good. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, super gluer, get out there and have a kick-ass day. Bye.